I'm back in the saddle again. Broadcasting live on Star Worldwide Networks, Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. Everybody holds a candle to me in my red high heels. Join National Hall of Famer and author Sharon Camarillo as she inspires, educates, and entertains while exploring the fastest growing equine sport, barrel racing. Get information from top trainers, competitors, and equine educators. Tips on training, competition, hauling, nutrition, and more. And now, live from the beautiful San Joaquin Valley of California, here's your host, Sharon Camarillo. Welcome back to Fun and Fast Times on Star Worldwide Network. In light of the tragic loss of life, property, and livestock we're facing in the West, our show today is focused on animal safety regarding the uncontrollable challenges of compromised air and smoke inhalation. Tragically, over 3 million acres have been destroyed in California alone, and we're only halfway through our traditional fire season. Our national and state parks are closed to protect public lands, toxic smoke created by burning forests reached from Canada all the way to Mexico. I was just in Montana, and the big skies of that beautiful state are hazy, sunless, and filled with smoke directly related to our California, Washington, and Oregon wildfires. It's recorded that the West Coast now has the worst air pollution in the world. Secondary to the loss of lives is the devastating loss of untold numbers of wild and domestic animals, not to mention the residual health hazards our animals are experiencing and will continue to experience after the fires are extinguished. Our compromised air contains smoke and particles extremely dangerous. The University of California, Davis, tells us that certain carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, soot, and a vast variety of organic substances, including nitrogen oxide and trace minerals are in the air. And our firemen report that it's not only the lumber residue, but it's the contaminants from burning tin and fuel and unknown items that are in the fire. The smoke contains tiny particles that can get deep into the lung and whatever substance the fire is consuming is what we're breathing. These can build up in the respiratory system, causing extremely dangerous health issues from burning eyes to bronchitis, heart and lung disease, emphysema, asthma, and in extreme cases, congestive heart failure. My point in this particular podcast is a warning. The effects of smoke has on horses can be extremely dangerous, and so many times we've never even taken a consideration what the horses are breathing when the air is compromised. Conditions like heavy breathing, reduced lung function, cough, nasal discharge, and wheezing along with compromised immune systems can be extreme. Stay with us and we'll return with suggestions to help our horses through these challenging times with board certified in critical care and equine sports medicine, Dr. Langdon Fielding. But you've got to be tough when consumed by desire 
Cause it's not enough just to stand outside the fire Listening to Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. We'll be right back after this. The South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa is legendary for its old fashioned Las Vegas hospitality. Thank you to owners Michael and Paula Gone, who treat every guest like family. The South Point Equestrian Center and Preferred Pavilion is host to equestrian events of all disciplines, including the headquarters each December for the National Finals Rodeo and the United States Team Roping Finals definitely the place to be not only during the nfr but throughout the year make sure to check out the list of top entertainers and activities for the entire family including bowling alleys theater award-winning food great gaming tables and loose slots make the south point hotel casino and spa your first stop on your next trip to nevada Flare Equine Nasal Strips are self-adhesive strips that promote optimum respiratory health of equine athletes at every level of competition. The strips reduce airway resistance and improve airflow when your horse needs oxygen most. Veterinarian-developed Flare Strips are a drug-free, simple, cost-effective tool for supporting the long-term respiratory health of all equine athletes that perform in both training and competition with undaunted enthusiasm and heart. Try Flare Strips and experience the benefits for your horse, whether it be at the Kentucky Derby or during occasional weekend competitions or trail rides. Go to flarestrips.com to learn more and find retailers near you. Your horse will be glad you did. This is Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. And now, back to Sharon. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Camarillo. Now that I have your attention, smoke inhalation warnings are out especially for performance horses and horses in training. Suggestions have been made to limit exercise when smoke is present. There are apps like Air Visual that will help you identify the quality of air in your area. UC Davis recommends up to two weeks of reducing exercises once smoke clears before returning to training or competition. In extreme cases, six to seven weeks is recommended protocol. Certainly, your veterinarian should be contacted, especially if your horse develops a cough or heavy breathing. This is a complicated and specialized subject. The technical information is way over my head, but the headlines are clear. Horse owners should be prepared to contact their veterinarian as conditions worsen. Our guest today will offer insight how to best maneuver the potential hazards of smoke inhalation. We're honored to have Dr. Langdon Fielding from Loomis Basin Equine, Loomis, California with us. He's a Harvard undergrad. He's a Wharton Business School graduate. He received his vet degree from UC Davis and is board certified in clinical care and sports medicine. What a resume. And I'm thinking that Dr. Fielding will have the answers that we're looking for. Dr. Fielding, welcome to Fun and Fast Times. Thank you very much for having me today. Well, we appreciate you taking time off of your calls. Where does this phone call find you? 
I am actually in a great spot right now. I'm standing here looking at our arena here at the hospital, and unfortunately, nobody is riding just for the reasons that you talked about. Um, <laughs> but, but we are um, there. There are a few people walking around, and we're we're doing a few vet exams, but no no real intense riding today. Well, thank you for your time. You know, smoke inhalation is certainly a specialized issue. And most of us horse owners have never even considered the challenges. We'd appreciate your thoughts. Is the air contamination as critical as we hear? And how alarmed should we be? I kind of always try to answer this question in two ways. One on the sort of more sick horse and emergency medicine side. I'm happy to report that each year, unfortunately, that this happens. Part of my job is running the ICU here at the hospital. And we actually don't see a huge number of horses rushing in from exposure to the smoke. So I'm not talking about horses that are right next to the fires or being evacuated, but horses, for example, in the Sacramento area where the air quality is not great. I can actually honestly tell you that I think in the last two weeks, I'm not sure we've had a single horse that has come in in sort of respiratory distress just from smoky air in the Sacramento Valley. So I think on a good note, owners should feel good that they're probably not that likely to come out in the morning and find their horse having trouble breathing and gasping for air. They seem to tolerate the bad air from the standpoint of an emergency. On the flip side is this sort of exercise question that you talked about. And I think that's the one that's the tougher one to address. There's certainly good science in people and even a little bit in horses that breathing in poor air quality air puts you at risk for lung problems and lung disease. Again, I will say that we don't seem to see a lot of people who are coming in with performance horses having problems, but I think part of that is that they're just being very careful with it. Definitely, everybody should be heeding the cautions and, and being careful, but I also encourage people not to completely freak out when they hear some of these things that as long as they're sort of following common sense guidelines, I think their horses are likely to get through it pretty well. Maybe I live in a hole, but all of a sudden, this last few days, we've had lots of questions on Facebook. And then just this morning, I saw that the University of Washington had come out with a warning. How important is it to monitor the AQI, the air quality index, before we do exercise our horses? I think it's probably one of the best sort of objective numbers we have, though I am sure you probably have too, but I, I'm a rider, so I am always looking at it, trying to sort out where I can ride or, or what I can do. And it, it is sometimes hard, I think, to get very reliable, um, repeatable numbers. I've, I've looked up and thought, okay, if I trailer here, I can go ride only to go to another website and find out that that number is very different from another website. So Clearly, if you're getting these numbers that are up in 200 and 300, I mean, you, that is not a place that you should be intensely exercising your horse. But I do sympathize with the problem sometimes of trying to get reliable, repeatable numbers so you know whether it is safe to be exercising. It's interesting. We have friends up in the areas like Sonora, and often, even though the valley has been very compromised, the air is even worse in those higher altitudes. They were thinking about boarding their horses down in the valley when they called me. I said, well, I don't know that the air down here is that much better than where you're at. And when I called the next day to see if she'd moved their horses, she said, you know, I just figured compromising the care that they get here probably outweighs the better air condition and we just won't ride our horses. I would agree with that. I feel a lot of phone calls of people asking, you know, 300 where I am and I can find a place that it's 200. Is it worth trying to move? And I think, again, given that almost daily it seems to change, there's always some stress with transport and moving to a new location. Unless you're right next to the fires, I think moving your horses just for a slightly better air quality may not provide a lot of benefits. 
How about stable management protocol? Would you suggest wetting the hay, making sure that the film or fresh water is always provided? And I've heard that supplementing with vitamin E enhances that soft tissue in the lungs. Yeah, so those are all great questions. I think providing the fresh water is important, obviously, on so many different levels. I mean, I think when it's obviously smoky and miserable, they may be more prone to general health problems because it's sort of miserable and I think you're moving around less. So I, I think that's important, but also to make sure they have plenty of ability to make airway secretions that they need to protect themselves. The more important point that you just made was about trying to limit other sources of airway irritation and a lot of things that we do in medicine, we talk about these like threshold effects where everything combined kind of pushes you over the edge. But if you have, for example, bad, bad smoke, but now you can limit the dust that may kind of combined actually really help mitigate it. So we do a lot of those things where you're trying to minimize dust in paddocks and arenas, trying to minimize dust in hay. They're good things to do anyways, but I think now it's particularly important to do it and it can potentially help maybe mitigate some of the horrible air that we're having right now. We've often made the comment our arena, and especially in the summertime, is dusty. And there's sometimes you feel like you need a fan to even get a breath. And those horses are breathing that dust in and out, in and out daily. So combined with the smoke and dusty hay, then we're taking any one area out of balance. I agree. And sorry, I didn't follow up on your comment about vitamin E. I don't know that I know of a study in, in horses that specifically looked at it under these circumstances, but vitamin E is very safe. It obviously has some great antioxidant properties, and I can't imagine any world in which it could make anything worse. And I think there's a lot of reasons why it could potentially help. So I think it's a very reasonable, inexpensive thing to be using at a time like this. So certainly nothing wrong with doing that. Builds the immune system? Or at least supports it. Yes, I, I think that would be a great way to think about it. Do you agree that watching that air quality index, maybe limiting exercise, hand walking or walking is probably not going to compromise the lungs? And perhaps if it is really smoky, I read UC Davis recommended laying off for two weeks after the smoke clears. Yeah, a big part of that comes from this concept that those like cells that kind of line the lungs and make the lungs work tend to take a couple of weeks to regenerate. So if you damage them, and this is what we say the same thing, right? If you ship your horse across the country and it gets like a mild respiratory problem, that's always a recommendation, right? It's 14 days after the clinical signs stop. And so I think that's a, a very good, just sort of broad recommendation. With everything, it probably depends a little bit on how much exposure your horse had. So if your horse is out there running and coughing, the 14 days is going to be incredibly important. If it's something where your horse has been in a, you know, in an area where the air quality is not as bad and done a really good job of trying to mitigate the dust and keep them inside, then maybe that window can be a little bit shorter. It's obviously case by case. You, you do have to take into account whether the horse did actually have any respiratory signs and, and whether they were like I said, out there running on their own or behaving themselves. Sure. Dr. Fielding, in our sports performance, uh, our horses can certainly be compromised in the fact that it's crucial that they maintain good condition. And bleeding has always been challenges in our industry. Do you see down the road that the smoke that these horses have been exposed to would possibly ignite the chance of a horse becoming a bleeder? That is a fantastic question and one that I'm not going to pretend to say that I, I know the answer to. Certainly there is a link or an association between inflammation in the lungs and horses that bleed. I think there's certainly a great discussion around which one is causing which, but I think anything that potentially increases inflammation in the lungs 
could theoretically then be associated with a, an increase in incidences of bleeding, but I'm not aware of that link being proven by any means between inhalation of the wildfire smoke and that, so I definitely don't want to say that that, that is the case, but I, I think it's certainly a, a great question and one that could well be proven to be true down the road. There might be some interesting opportunities for research centers to monitor some of the conditions. I don't think any of us have really experienced the amount of smoke that we're living in. And then to go to Montana and it's the big sky is now big gray sky. It's all the way to New York and Europe is even seeing the, some of the results of the smoke from our West Coast. I mean, you know, from what? Canada all the way to Mexico were on fire. Yes, there will be, I'm sure, some some research to come out of this. It, it's always hard with stuff like that. It's obviously trying to sort out which factors were the most important, but I, I definitely agree we may get to, to see some very interesting results over the next six months or year on what kinds of problems we see with horses. Again, as I said at the beginning, my only comment is that having gone through locally, uh, you know, we're right at the base of the mountains, so we, we definitely have had fires before, and we haven't had a huge spike in airway problems in the couple of months after these fires, but this is obviously on a very different scale, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Would you suggest if clients are worried before they start their horse back to heavier exercise and even competition, does scoping help? See if there's any inflammation in those trachea area? I think you could definitely say that by scoping, if you saw increased mucus or other, other evidence of inflammation, that that would be a good reason to, to potentially give, give a little bit more time. The other view might not necessarily be true. Like, I'm not sure if a scope showed that everything looked good, that that could give you the confidence because it's obviously not looking down at those lower airways where some of those particulates settle out. So I, I don't know that a clean scope would make me say, no, no question, you're good to go. But I think certainly if you did a scope and found a lot of inflammation in there, that would definitely support the idea of, hey, we need to give this horse a little more rest before starting back to work. Number one, we love all of our horses. But in reality, some of our, our national champions are certainly high-priced horses. And you want to do the best you can in maintaining a healthy integrity, I guess I should say. So I was just wondering, you know, what the scoping would do. And I also have to bring to light that so many of our professionals have bought a multitude of modalities for health and wellness, nebulizers being one that I want to bring to question. That could be a helper hindrance. What are your thoughts on utilizing nebulizers on some of these smoky days? You ask a lot of good and, and even controversial questions. We get asked that a lot, actually. I, I would say we've had quite a few phone calls on that. You just said it well. I think there's some good and bad parts to that. I think first, it depends a little bit on what you're nebulizing. I and mean, there's obviously a variety of medications or just simple ways to provide moisture. So some of it would depend on that. And then I think some of it depends on your goal, too. If your goal is to just keep the horse healthy and you're still planning to provide the correct amount of rest and all of that, that's a little bit different. I think if you're doing it so that you can get out there and potentially exercise more intensely, even with bad air quality, I think that might be a pretty risky strategy. Again, I, I don't think there's enough science to say for sure whether doing that will shorten the clinical signs or make you go back to work early, but I would definitely use some caution in pre-medicating your horse, <laughs> the nebulizer, and then returning to work just for the reasons you mentioned that potentially you might be hiding some of the, <laughs> the things that might be going on by doing that. So. My guess is that it potentially might make the horse feel better, but you need to really think about why you're doing that. And I would, again, strongly get your veterinarian's help as to what you should be nebulizing with and under what circumstances. I love that because, as you know, as a professional, I think our professionals that are trainers, 
have a propensity to self-medicate. So I, I wanted to bring out the challenges that the good and bad sides of a nebulizer. In closing, Dr. Fielding, summarize, if you would, what can we do to control our environment? When should we feel comfortable in bringing our horses back to exercise? And perhaps red alerts, when do we call our veterinarian? I'll tackle the last one first. I think that the times to call your veterinarian are definitely if your horse is showing respiratory signs. So if you have a horse that's consistently coughing, definitely if they have increased respiratory effort. So I think probably a lot of people are familiar with the, we talk about horses with heaves, but that kind of big like abdominal thrust that they have to do to breathe. Any horse that's displaying those kind of signs where they're like really labored breathing, coughing, shortness of breath, like they're really having trouble sort of keeping their breath. Those are big red flags. You need to talk to a veterinarian and we may definitely want to start some medications quite quickly to make them feel better and, and make sure they're doing well. Those are the big keys there. I think as far as returning to exercise, like we talked about, that's, that's the toughest one. I think you actually said this well earlier when we were talking is when those indexes and, and that air quality is suitable for us as people to start doing more. I think that's obviously a, a good guide as to when when we could probably start doing more with horses. And again, trying to factor in a, a little bit of a, of a break in there. Two weeks, or like I said, if you've maybe been managing your horse really well, maybe it's a little bit shorter, but some kind of buffer time to say like, look, we don't know exactly what got deposited down in those lower parts of the lungs. So let's give ourselves just a little bit of room before we rush them back to work. But I think those are some, some great sort of just principles to work with. It's exciting to be able to have professionals like yourself that we can call on. And I just have to thank you for your time out of your busy schedule. We appreciate your insight and most important what you do for our industry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think these discussions are great because it sort of unites the veterinarians, the trainers, the riders, everybody with a common goal, which is we just want to take care of the horses and get them back to being able to do their job and be healthy and happy. So good for us to, to be having these conversations. And we'll leave the Lumix Basin equine on our website so people can get in touch with you, especially in the fact that you're a certified board sports medicine veterinarian, which in our sport, details matter, technicalities that cost us time and money. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Stay with us and we'll be right back with more on Fun and Fast Times. We just blow the smoke. Listening to Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. We'll be right back after this. The Barrel Racing Superstore is your one stop shop, and we're here to help you. We have Rainsman bits, including Sharon's entire collection, and those hard to find discontinued favorites that we're committed to keeping in stock. You can build the saddle of your dreams with our experts, including seat size, tooling, and colors, so you can have a truly custom saddle. If you need electronic timers for your arena or association, we have them. Call us, 530-570-1852, or go to BarrelRacingSuperstore.com. We're here for your success. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. This is Sharon Camarillo's Fun and Fast Times. And now, back to Sharon. 
before our show, I contacted MVP, MedVet Pharmaceuticals, for a statement on airway EQ as a resource to combat the compromised air conditions. Heather Stege, daughter of founder Dale Stege, reported airway EQ would be helpful in daily support of soft tissue of the lungs. It would also help stimulate the immune response to allergies, which may have similar symptoms in compromised air. The Breathe O2, which is a paste, would be beneficial once the horse is reinstated to exercise or competition as it helps open the airways, providing greater oxygen-carrying capacity and would help with recovery. Heather generously offered two five-pound airway containers, including two Breathe O2 pace, valued at $80 each, to our first two emails to Rafter C Productions. Include your email and contact information the products will be sent direct from MVP. So that's Rafter, R-A-F-T-E-R, C as in cat, productions at gmail.com. Thank you to Dr. Landon Fielding at the Loomis Basin Equine for his helpful understanding of the situations that we're facing all along the West Coast it's uh, our universal goal to take the best care of the animals that we can and use our good common sense. You know, a lot of times sacrificing a race here or there or a competition is better for the welfare of the horse than going out and exposing the horse to the challenges that you might be facing down the road. I also appreciate the Kentucky Equine Research Center and the University of California, Davis, for the great publications that they've put out. It's amazing in the world of information. We can pretty much Google just about anything and build our knowledge, but I always want to surround myself with talented people like Dr. Fielding that I can call for reinforcement because often I don't know how to filter through the information that I'm getting. I also want to thank Dr. Jim Chapetta from Flare Nasal Strips for his help developing this podcast. All the contacts will be able to be found on SharonCamrio.com. Thank you, too, to our producer, Rob Trigg, at Star Worldwide Network, our director, Debbie Wood Matthews, to South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Barrel Racing Superstore for all of your TAC needs, Flare Equine Nasal Strips, our fun and fast time sponsors, and to each of you listeners who faithfully join through the year as a public service announcement, I hope that this podcast has shed some light on the challenges of smoke inhalation. We'll be back soon. I'm Sharon Camarillo. In the meantime, please be safe. Contact us at SharonCamarillo.com. Join us on Facebook and ask to join our closed group, Team Camarillo, on Facebook. And most important, take care of yourselves. We're in this together. Thanks for joining Sharon today. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach out to Sharon at SharonCamarillo.com or email RafterCProductions at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on Fun and Fast Times with Sharon Camarillo on the Better Horses Network, part of Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks. I